Undeterred, telling stories, sharing thoughts, one topic at a time. Hi, this is Undeterred by Ken, and welcome to the podcast. If you're keen about certain topics, such as the arts, politics, community, and culture, then this podcast is for you. Join me as I talk about these things and share some of my insights in the hopes that I could inspire others to share their stories too. Good evening everyone, I am Ken, and you're listening to Undeterred. Welcome to our very first ever live stream. Before anything else, I would like to thank everyone who's streaming. Also, I would like to acknowledge my listeners' overwhelming support on the release of the show's trailer episode. I hope you guys picked up a thing or two about me. And speaking of me, let's talk about what's on my list. Let's get through the things that we will be talking about tonight, shall we? Since we are doing this episode live tonight, I encourage everyone to interact with me in the comment section. Talk to me so I won't feel alone. Sabi nga ni Tito Boy, Tara, usap tayo! To everyone who's listening, to the Titos and Titas of Manila who are working really hard to stay sane during these trying times, this episode is for all of you. So, for tonight's episode, we will be talking about Filipino Resiliency. Yes, tonight's episode is about you, me, and all of the 104 million Filipinos here and abroad. Dumami niya yata gawa ng pandemic eh. Tonight, it's all about our resilience and the unwavering Filipino spirit. Here are some questions that hopefully get answered at the end of this podcast. When did it start? How does it start? How does it look like then in comparison to how it is now? Is it changing? And if it is, to what direction is it shifting? What are the boundaries of Filipino resiliency? What are its pros and cons? Does Filipino resiliency classify as a toxic Filipino culture? Should we cancel it altogether? I don't want to keep you waiting, so let's start with the origins of Filipino resiliency. The Philippines is located in the Pacific Ring of Fire. This region is known to pose a long stretch of volcanic belt. Because of this, natural calamities such as earthquakes, tsunamis, typhoons, flooding, and landslides pose a threat to areas within this region. Imminent danger awaits, and people are susceptible to losing livelihood, homes, and more importantly, lives. When these calamities struck. Let's look at history. Being located in the Southeast Asian region, the Philippines had participated in the galleon trade. This participation led to the discovery of its natural riches, which had sparked the interest of the Spanish king, King Philip II. Having been conquered and colonized multiple times, from the early days of the Spanish conquistadors, 
famished times of the Japanese occupation and then becoming territory of America, the country has had a complex history of hardships. From World War I, also known as the Great War, and World War II, the Philippines became a battleground to historic wars of men. These things have contributed to the idea that Filipinos can take whatever nature and men throw their way. It shaped what we are as a nation and how we approach problems as they come. This might be the reason why people in the Philippines are known to always have an unwavering spirit. This is how Filipino resiliency came to be. Filipinos are known to many by one common attribute, and that is, we are one of the most hardworking races in the world. Everywhere you look or go on the map, there is a Filipino away from their family working abroad. It is a testament that we will go to the ends of the world just to provide for the needs of our loved ones. This common attribute resembles our undying spirit to always make ends meet and make do of what we have. Kikiisin hanggang kaya, maghihigpit ng sinturon kahit hindi na makahinga. Before our ancestors would do their best to survive natural calamities and still flash the sweetest smile despite disasters being thrown at them left and right. If help comes, they will be grateful, but they never really relied on those to survive. We are known to have the best coping mechanisms. We are easy to adapt and would pretend to be okay when in fact, we are not. Observing how the older generation interact with these catastrophes, I can say that the younger generation is shifting towards a more realistic approach on how Filipino resiliency should be viewed. It is imperative that we distinguish when to be strong and when to ask for help, when to say it's okay, and when to hold people accountable for their actions. Hindi pwedeng puro pagtitiis na lang. Hindi pwedeng blogging pairali ng Filipino resilience sa lahat ng panahon at pagkakataon. We must start asking our leaders about the services it has for its people. It is long overdue, and I'm glad we are doing it now. Because if we will never ask, we will never receive. We deserve better services and planning to avoid the same effects every time an impending catastrophe looms. Disaster preparedness is something our neighboring countries have an advantage over us. They are more equipped in handling natural calamities when they come. This is because of better planning and years of research. Their disaster preparedness model is from patterns and historical data. I am not saying ours are not backed by the same. What I am saying is, they are doing it better than us. They are investing in technologies which will give them the best information so they can make well-thought-out policies to combat calamities in the future. Their leaders are making sound decisions based on what the people need. By doing this, they're giving their people a better chance to survive disastrous events like Typhoon Yolanda, Hondoy, or Ulysses. Now that we have established where Filipino resiliency started and compared how it was then and how it is now, let us discuss its pros and cons. Filipinos are often compared to a type of grass. Yes. We are pliant like a bamboo. 
If strong winds come, we will bend but never break. This is one of the positive things Filipino resiliency had been teaching us. It taught us numerous times how to be flexible in more ways than one. That we will adapt to whatever circumstance we're in. Bayanihan is the camaraderie between Filipinos. It gives us hope that despite the bad things happening, we have each other's back. May tutulong at tutulong sa oras ng kagipitan. May unos manawala, ang pagbabayanihan ay isa sa kulturang tatak Pinoy. The Bayanihan culture brings out the best in us. Our willingness to help others is bringing us closer. Our collective efforts to bring immediate assistance to families, cities, and provinces stricken by these disasters is lifting our spirits. The reason why we can still smile. In spite of our circumstances, brought by the Typhoon Kinta, Raleigh, and Ulysses, we are still hopeful that we will rise up and come out stronger in the end. The outpouring of donations, both monetary and in-kind, is almost automatic when crises like this happen. It's as if we are so used to the delays in our government's response that it is expected from us to immediately organize to help our kababayans. Which now brings me to the negative aspects of being resilient. Yes, we will mostly survive the calamities, the pandemic, and the economic crisis we are facing. However, we can only do that with proper leadership. We need concrete plans before a typhoon, emergency response during, and immediate recovery efforts after it happens. And we expect to receive them from the national, and local government, not from the private institutions and individuals willing to help. Because believe it or not, generosity has its limits. Let's draw the line. We should learn to stop over-romanticizing our valuable traits as Filipinos. We should know when to say we had enough. To talk frankly, 2020 has brought more than enough of its mishaps. Unfortunately, it appears that it still has more up its sleeve. So, we better practice calling out our leaders and hold them accountable. Only by doing this, that they will do what is right for the people. Hopefully by doing this, they will come to their senses and get to work. The last thing we would want to experience is to ask help from the government and get nothing in return because of rampant corrupt officials holding a seat of power. Accountability is owning up to your shortcomings, admitting your mistakes, and doing something about it. Correct it by doing better. We still have a few more weeks before the year ends. We do not want to waste away the year by doing nothing. Filipinos are not useless. We are one of the most hardworking races in the world. Let's prove that we can ignite change that lasts. Let's give every Filipino a fair chance at survival at living, and to thrive. The pros and cons of Filipino resiliency is now clear. After a social awakening, the next task at hand is to keep an open mind. To be a catalyst of change, one must want real change. So the big question is this, should we cancel Filipino resiliency? Is it one of the many toxic Filipino cultures we should stop practicing. For me, Filipino resiliency is what's keeping us strong.
It is deeply embedded in our culture and upbringing. It is what's giving us a sense of pride in times of crisis. We help each other without asking anything in return. We support each other by lifting each other up. And we do that by keeping the hope inside us. We do that by being resilient. Let us learn to separate the good from the bad. Take what's helpful and keep it. Improve the system that works and change what doesn't. If we become successful in doing all of these, we might just help improve the future of our sons and daughters. Maybe in the next few years, we finally are able to tell proudly again that Filipino resiliency is one of the hallmarks of Filipino pride. In the true spirit of Filipino resilience, I would like to take this opportunity and use my platform to knock on your generous hearts. Several friends and groups I know are currently running a donation drive for the victims of Typhoon Ulysses. I'll put their details in the description box of this episode, so you can check it out. These groups of individuals are accepting donations both in-kind and monetary. Most of them are benefit concerts too, so you may watch performances during their live stream to keep you entertained. Before we end this podcast, I would like to read an excerpt from William G. Bacani's The Resiliency of a Filipino in Daiko. We may stumble and fall, but we will bounce back, armed stronger with vision and faith that after darkness, after pains and sufferings, the Filipino survives. The Filipino is resilient. Well, I had a great time sharing some insights about Filipino resiliency. If you like this podcast, please consider subscribing so you can get updates on the upcoming episodes. Please follow me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram with the username at BernardesKen. This podcast will also be uploaded on YouTube, Buzzsprout, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Just simply search for Undeterred by Ken. This is Ken, and thank you for listening to Undeterred.